The Psychology of Travel, Part 1. You're listening to Psychology in 10 Minutes. I'm David B. Feldman. I just returned home from a trip to one of my favorite spots in the whole world, Seville, Spain. Probably my sixth time visiting that venerable city, I still find myself enchanted by the narrow cobblestone streets of Barrio Santa Cruz and the quiet beauty of the gardens of the Alcazar Palace. For 15 days, I surrendered to the allure of this charming city. Every corner offered an exciting sensory experience, revealing a world far from my daily routine. I walked amid two millennia-old Roman ruins, learned what one Spanish taxi driver thought about American politics, and even briefly ended up in the emergency room with a kidney stone, experiencing another culture's healthcare system firsthand. Don't worry, I'm okay now. This wasn't a spur-of-the-moment trip, by the way. I planned it for months, meticulously plotting out what I would do, where I would stay, and even the food I would taste. I'm definitely privileged to have the resources to be able to take a trip like this, and for that I am deeply thankful. But this doesn't mean I'm rich, and travel certainly isn't cheap, so I wanted to make sure my hard-earned money wouldn't go to waste. Most people know the saying, money can't buy happiness. And research, more or less, supports this contention. In a 2018 article in the journal Nature, researchers analyzed data from 1.7 million people worldwide. Although they found that higher income was, indeed, associated with greater happiness, this was only true to a certain point. Emotional well-being stopped increasing once a person earned sixty dollars to $75,000 on average. Although these numbers differed from country to country, there was always a point at which more money no longer yielded more happiness. This doesn't mean that money is unimportant, of course. Far too many people in our world don't have enough money to put a roof over their heads, access education or healthcare, or provide security for their families. Money is crucial in such circumstances. For this and many other reasons, it's important that we, as a society, invest in helping everyone meet these critical human needs. However, a number of studies have shown that beyond satisfying these essential needs, more money doesn't necessarily make us happier. So I guess it would be most accurate to say, quote-unquote, money doesn't buy more happiness once we've reached an income level where we're reasonably safe and comfortable. However, there's an important caveat to this rule. When we use money to purchase experiences like travel. According to a study published in the Journal of Positive Psychology, spending money on experiences rather than material possessions significantly enhances our happiness. Researchers asked 154 college students to write a brief essay about a recent purchase and how it affected them. Half the participants were asked to write about an experience they purchased, while the other half were asked to write about a material object they purchased. The results were straightforward. Those who contemplated the experience 
tended to report greater well-being than those who contemplated the material object. That's probably because experiences have the potential to be more personally transformative than many other things we might buy. Think about it this way. When we buy a new gadget or a piece of clothing, we might experience a brief spike in our happiness. But over time, the shine tends to fade, and so does the joy it initially brought. That's one of the reasons that many people keep buying the newest iPhone, even though the model they've had for a few years is still completely functional. It's what psychologists call hedonic adaptation. We adjust to new circumstances, and our initial positive feelings associated with those circumstances eventually dwindle. However, when we spend money on experiences, we're purchasing a rich tapestry of moments and memories we can return to again and again. These memories not only elicit feelings of joy, but also can encourage personal growth. My 15-day journey to Spain wasn't merely about exploring a different locale or eating different food. It was an immersive, enriching journey that has become a new part of my life narrative, impacting my perception of cultures, of human bonds, and even of myself. There's also reason to believe that purchasing experiences can increase our happiness before we even have those experiences. A study appearing in the journal Psychological Science showed that the anticipation of experiences like vacations tends to bring more happiness than the anticipation of material purchases. In other words, the build-up to a trip can be exciting, and this can make us happier. Anecdotally, in the weeks leading up to my adventure, the thrill of researching, planning, and imagining the sights, sounds, and tastes that awaited me far outstripped any joy I could have gotten from unboxing a new gadget. However, it's important to be clear about what the research is and is not saying. Nobody is claiming that travel is somehow a cure-all for unhappiness. It's not about escaping problems or searching for an external elixir for internal turmoil. The magic of traveling lies in its ability to offer experiences that expand our horizons and change the way we think. The research shows that such experiences can lead to personal growth. But travel is only one type of experience. Other experiences, like psychotherapy, for instance, may be even more powerful when it comes to addressing concerns like depression and other forms of emotional pain. So, if we're fortunate to have money left over after paying our rent, putting food on our tables, and supporting our families, it's important to think carefully about how we spend that money. Although I'm back from my trip, the memories of those 15 days continue to enrich my life, a reminder that happiness often is not found through material objects that we own but through the experiences we choose to invest in. It's also important to add that, unlike international travel or even psychotherapy, many experiences, thankfully, don't cost money. And these can make us happy, too. The pleasure of spending time with a friend or a loved one, 
strolling through a park on a summer day, meditating, or reading a thought-provoking book can also potentially be transformative and impact our well-being in lasting ways. Gadgets come and go, but such experiences tend to stay with us, evolving into stories that shape our identities and our happiness. And that was Psychology in 10 Minutes. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcasting app. And also, consider becoming a patron of the show. Just visit patreon.com slash psychology in 10 minutes. That's patreon.com slash psychology in one zero minutes. And of course, as always, thank you for listening.